Our top story tonight, Ezekiel Elliott is headed to the New England Patriots. How does that affect Ramondre Stevenson? And J.K. Dobbins is back. He is 100%. He is healthy. And Jonathan Taylor is back at practice as well. Plus, we have a whole week of preseason in the books on player profiler today. Things first, yes, Ezekiel Elliott is a New England Patriot. He will compete with Ramondre Stevenson for touches, as well as Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris and whoever else ends up making that team. But last year, we saw over 200 carries for Ramondre Stevenson and just over 140 carries for the rest of the running backs. That is the pile that Zeke will threaten. Now, the Patriots have been open about Ramondre Stevenson needing some help, needing someone to take some of the workload off of him. So he'll see a little bit less than that. He'll probably see closer to 210 carries. But the good news for Ramondre Stevenson here is that Ezekiel Elliott is absolutely not a threat in the passing game. Now, sometimes Zeke will be on the field pass protecting, but... It would be much worse for Ramondre Stevenson if Dalvin Cook, who is a great receiving back when called upon, wasn't a whole lot by the Minnesota Vikings, but he can absolutely do it. And Leonard Fournette, one of the better receiving backs in the NFL over the last couple of seasons with Tom Brady, those two players would be siphoning off receptions from Ramondre Stevenson. Zeke won't do that. Now, the one downside is Ezekiel Elliott is going to be stealing touchdowns. That is absolutely going to happen. But Ramondre Stevenson only five touchdowns last year anyway. Ramondre Stevenson did all of his damage without a heavy helping of touchdowns. Hopefully, the offense is better and Ramondre Stevenson can get some receptions down near the goal line, but it's going to be tough for him to crack six, seven touchdowns. That's probably the ceiling for Ramondre Stevenson. Zeke probably going to have eight-ish touchdowns, all one to two yards like Jamal Williams. But overall, this was best-case scenario for Ramondre Stevenson because, again, if they sign Dalvin Cook, he's taken away carries, he's taken away receptions. If they sign Leonard Fournette, he's taken away carries, he's taken away receptions, and probably taking goal line work as well. With Zeke, they'll take a little bit of carries because the Patriots want less carries for Ramondre. But for the most part, no damage in the receiving game. It's only the touchdowns with Zeke, whereas if they signed even Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt would be working in the passing game as well. So ultimately, this is the best-case scenario for Ramondre Stevenson. He is a borderline RB1, RB2, low-end RB1, high-end RB2. Probably was going too high. We'll see how this corrects his ADP. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I think he will just probably drafted properly at this point because the Patriots have been open, but they want less work for Ramondre Stevenson. The Baltimore Ravens, on the other hand, they have been open that Jake A. Dobbins will return. He is off the PUP list. He is ready to go. He was at practice earlier today. He was looking healthy. J.K. Dobbins is officially back. The contract standoff is over. Dobbins is going to be the RB1 for the Baltimore Ravens. Melvin Gordon and Gus Edwards seem to be competing for RB3 behind Justice Hill, 
who started for the Baltimore Ravens in their preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. All considered breaking. Cook signs with the Jets. Oh, that is true. And wow, worth up to $8.6 million. Dalvin Cook to the New York Jets. That is a little bit of a surprise. Thank you so much, 808 Cowboys. Appreciate that. But Dalvin Cook to the New York Jets. Dalvin Cook. Ultimately, this is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Michael Carter got the start for the New York Jets, but we've heard that Bam Knight has been outplaying Michael Carter throughout camp. That wasn't the case in preseason action. Michael Carter looked pretty damn good. Israel and Akan looked pretty damn good. So with Brees, expected to play week one, but maybe not now. Maybe they hold him out week one. Maybe week two, but outside of that, Brees Hall, he's not going to miss more than two games. Early in the season, though, I'd expect a 50-50, maybe a 64 split in favor of Dalvin Cook over Brees Hall. If Brees Hall misses any games, I expect 67, probably 60% for Dalvin Cook, 30% for Michael Carter, Bam Knight. They probably split the remaining 40%. Regardless, not great for Paul early in the season. Even down the stretch, as Brees Hall gets healthy, maybe Dalvin Cook is siphoning off some of the workload. Good news for the New York Jets. They add another talented running back. Bad news for Brees Hall. Not the end of the world, but slightly disappointing. And you know what this means? This is great news for Devon A-Chain. Devon A-Chain rising up the board. But we will get to that just after this word from the pot father. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat. Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? Now you can. Injury proneness is real. At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players and it's all in the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data, and we crunch it all together, and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The injury finder is powerful, and it's only 5 bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. Hey, we've got to talk about Rival Fantasy today. Rival Fantasy, they're a huge supporter of everything we do. The podcast channel, the YouTube channel, it's possible because of Rival, and they have an incredible new offer. With promo code PLAYER, promo code PLAYER, you double your deposit up to $200, and you get $25 in bonus bucks. So it's $225 additional to play in NFL preseason. You can do their props on the fantasy book where it's over, under, over, under, over, under, up to five guys. The more over-unders you hit, the higher your payout. And they have their challenges for the community. You can say, hey, I think that Player X is going to go over this many fantasy points, and someone takes you up on it. They take the other side. It's great. I love their fantasy bingo, where you can do five across, you can do four in the corner, black it out, just predicting fantasy points on your favorite players, especially in preseason. The promo code is PLAYER, where they match your deposit up to $200 plus... Those $25 in bonus bucks. This offer is insane. So, 
to recap our first segment, just because there is so much going on here. Zeke to the New England Patriots. That is good news for Ramondre Stevenson. That is best case scenario. Hurts his touchdowns, but keeps him intact in the receiving game. Dalvin Cook to the the New York Jets. That is bad for Brees Hall. He still has lining ups down the stretch, but early on, this is going to be a committee. And we just have to hope that the clear and obvious better running back in Brees Hall down the stretch can take over. But this likely means he's not going to be getting 75% of the touches even down the stretch, even in the playoff run, which is what I had been counting for. This also means great news for the Miami Dolphins, for Jeff Wilson, for Devon A-Chain, for Raheem Mostert. Great news for all of them. We will see if they end up adding a Leonard Fournette or some other running back. The dominoes are starting to fall across the board at the running back position. J.K. Dobbins is back. No reason to be worried about him. Jonathan Taylor has returned to camp, but he is still on the PUP. His stance has not changed. So Jonathan Taylor, we're waiting to see what happens. Ultimately, I believe he plays week one. I believe there is nothing to worry about for JT because as we've learned, the running backs just have no leverage whatsoever. The only remaining domino to fall is Josh Jacobs. We'll see where he lands. Chris wants to know, Dynasty League rookie draft, would you trade Austin Eckler for the second pick in the draft and take Bijan Robinson? In a Dynasty rookie draft, absolutely. If Bijan Robinson is available to 102 and you have to give Austin Eckler to get him, then yes, absolutely. Slam dunk. Do it. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. A one-for-one trade, Austin Eckler for Bijan Robinson. Let's go. Other news around the NFL, other running back updates. Miles Sanders has a groin injury. Week one is the goal. Add news for Miles Sanders. Chuba Hubbard is going to be the lead back in week one. Even Miles Sanders plays. If the goal is to have him ready for week one with a groin injury, he's probably not going to be the lead back. He's probably going to be a 40 to 50% apps, 40% snaps from Sanders. Chuba Hubbard will lead. And then they'll flip-flop back to Miles Sanders. But we've heard all throughout the offseason that Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders are neck and neck. Cody Carpentier, our friend over at Roster Watch, he was at camp and said it was just swap, swap, swap all the time. Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, they were doing the exact same amount of work. Week one, Chuba Hubbard is going to be the guy. Miles Sanders will take the job back eventually more than likely. But early in the season for week one, Chuba Hubbard is going to shock a lot of people. As for the Saints, they will be without Kendra Miller for a couple of weeks. He has a knee brain. We all know that he tore his MCL and had surgery. May have torn his meniscus as well. Either way, had surgery on his knee. This is not good news for Kendra Miller. He's going to miss up to four weeks if it's a grade one MCL sprain. Hopefully, it's not the same knee that he just had surgery on. But we don't know at this point. And so four weeks for Kendra Miller, he might miss week one. And they signed Daryl Williams. Now, Daryl Williams isn't really a threat to Kendra Miller's workload. But he is a running back that can take snaps in week one if when Kendra Miller does not play or is limited in his first action. Very disappointing news here. And... Moving on to the rookies across the NFL. Disappointing debut for a lot of these quarterbacks. Bryce Young takes a beating. It is not his fault, though. 
It's not because he's too small either. And he takes that very well. No. The reason Bryce Young just gets bullied is because the offensive line looks terrible for the Carolina Panthers. Left tackle, Iki Kwanyu, who they drafted last year, top tackle off the board. Iki Kwanyu, he is lit up by the Jets. And this is even the starter on the defensive line. This was mostly backups. Jermaine Johnson, last year's first-round pick who they traded up for. He's a part-time starter. Will McDonald might start some games, but for the most part, those are edge rushers three and four. And so they are whooping on the Carolina Panthers' offensive tackles. The interior. Tim Williams didn't play, and the Jets just beat up on the interior offensive line of the Carolina Panthers. Now, they were without their starting left guard guard, Justin Corbett, who tore his ACL at the end of the season. But still, this was a bad showing for the Carolina Panthers offensive line. Bryce Young takes a beating, but handles it well, takes it well. And the most important development for the Carolina Panthers in this game, Jonathan Mingo is the wide receiver three over Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall came in with the backups and Terrace Marshall left practice early today. He tweaked something in his back. He was sitting in the front seat of the cart but he was still carted off Terrace Marshall, something going on in his back. And even so, he's the wide receiver four behind Terrace Marshall. And Hayden Hurst very well could end up being the wide receiver one as the tight end for the Carolina Panthers. He runs a route on 100% of Bryce Young's dropbacks. Safety blanket for Bryce Young. We've heard it all along. So keep an eye on all of that. Keep an eye on C.J. Stroud as well. He has a rough showing against the New England Patriots. Completes two of four passes, 13 yards with an interception as well. And it was a bad interception, just a rookie mistake, but didn't look good. Didn't have a lot of chances to look good, but CJ Stroud, a rough start. It can go up from here, though. Davis Mills outplays him nine of 12, 99 yards and a touchdown from Davis Mills. The touchdown goes to Tank Dell. Tank Dell just lit up. The New England Patriots, 65 yards and a touchdown from him. And the biggest question from this Houston Texans backfield, I know it's not rookie up to date, but could Devin Singletary just be a pure handcuff? Because Damian Pierce is the starting running back. He doesn't play in this one. But you'd expect Devin Singletary, okay, he's going to be a three-down back then. No, he comes off the field in third downs. Dare Aguba Wale comes onto the field as the third running back, Mike Boone ends up mixing in as well. So Devin Singletary, it wasn't going to be a lot of standalone value if he did have third down snaps anyways. But Devin Singletary looks like a pure first and second down handcuff to Damian Pierce, who will play some third downs. Looks like Devin Singletary might not, though. So even if there's an injury to Damian Pierce, he's not going to have the full workload, and that is just disappointing. Update on the Seahawks rookies. Jackson Smith Jigba, he looks in his debut, catches three or four for 25 yards. Zach Charbonnet laying the wood as well. Doesn't look soft in his first NFL action. Looks like he heard the podfather and wanted to respond in kind. Now, when he did run someone over, he didn't really gain many extra yards from it, but it was pretty cool. Ties two receptions, 28 yards from scrimmage. But Kenneth Walker is lurking. Kenneth Walker returned to practice this weekend. Yesterday competed in individual drills. He's going to be back. Kenneth Walker is going to be the RB1 in week one. Zach Charbonnet might not even be the third down back early in the season. DJ Ellis has done that fast. But 
We know Jameer Gibbs will be the third down back for the Detroit Lions. He looks phenomenal in his debut, 37 yards on seven touches for him. And he gets it done in pass protection as well. Something that's going to be a question mark for a running back. We're going to talk about in the NFC North. We'll talk to Leo Herbert later on in his pass blocking issues. But Mir Gibbs looks great. Sam Laporta doesn't catch his only target, but he plays all the snaps with starters, runs around on most of the passing attempts, and then he gets yoinked from the game early on. Unlike Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams plays pretty much the entire game. Only catches six targets, only 18 yards, though he does have a two-point conversion. Also has what won't be classified as a drop by money because there was technically some contact, but it should have been a catch by Jameson Williams. He and Quentin Johnston both had this issue. Two players that the Podfather has been rallying against throughout the offseason for their inability to catch the ball. And Quinton Johnson, he catches three of six, only 10 yards receiving, including the eight-yard touchdown. But he has one drop, and then he has two contested catch situations, and he doesn't come up with either of those. Quinton Johnson, not a great performance in his debut. Same with Jameson Williams, though there is plenty of time for that change. But we did see a great debut from Devon H. and catches all four of his targets, 41 yards receiving. Not great. On the ground, 10 carries for 25 yards, though it is nice to see the Dolphins trust him with 10 carries, even in a preseason game. The fact that they're willing to see if he can handle the workload on the ground. 14 touches in his debut, 66 yards. Great news. The bad news, though, Miles Gaskin got the start over Devon A-Chain. There's plenty of time for that to change, but early on, not great enough. Oh, you, oh, you got me there, fantasy football ninja. You really got me there. Leonard Fournette does not sign with the Dolphins. Kareem Hunt, does he actually sign with the Bills? I am now checking Twitter because I don't believe this either. And you are very welcome for the stream, Fantasy Football Ninja. I appreciate you. I am not seeing anything yet on Kareem Hunt and the Bills. But moving on to the Bengals and these rookies, Andre Yoshivas looks great. Charlie Jones, not so great. But Chase Brown, Chase Brown, eight carries, only 12 yards. This is all three of his targets for 33 yards in the passing game. Chase Brown looks pretty good in his first action, though Chris Evans is the one to get the start. He carries the ball seven times, 49 yards. Chase Brown not locked in to the RB2 position yet. He's still behind Chris Evans, probably behind Travion Williams. So Chase Brown, good debut. Not looking to make a big difference in year one. Same as Zach Evans. Zach Evans is behind Ronnie Rivers on the depth chart. So far, Aaron Williams and Cam Akers both get the night off. Those are the two starters. Ronnie Rivers, Zach Evans competing to be the third back. 33 yards for Zach Evans, though. Not bad. Even better performance for Puka Nakua, who goes for 32 yards and a touchdown. Puka Nakua starts the game for the Los Angeles Rams. Might end up starting these for the Rams as well. Might be the new Robert Woods, but... It's stiff competition there with the Rams. We know it's going to be Van Jefferson. We know it's going to be Cooper Cup. Down to Puka Nakua, Ben Skoranek. Tyler Johnson has himself a day as well, 70 yards, though he doesn't start the game. He's playing with the backups. Great day from Tyler Johnson. He could end up making a muster. Demarcus Robinson draws the start. He's competing with Puka Nakua as well to be the starter for the Los Angeles Rams in three wide receiver sets. We'll get some of these other preseason games, though. Kenny Pickett dominates. Kenny Pickett looks like he is taking that step forward that we were hoping for. 
70 yards, complete 6-7, touchdown to George Pickens. And the most interesting development here was that Najee Harris doesn't get a carry. Jalen Warren gets a carry over Najee Harris, and they were rotating pretty quickly. Jalen Warren coming in on third downs. This is interesting to note. But then your Cody Carpentier, he was at Steelers camp, and it's all about Najee Harris. Najee Harris isn't going anywhere now. He might might cede some work to Jalen Warren, including on passing downs. Najee Harris is still going to be a volume monster by all accounts. Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love has a pretty solid debut. Complete 7, 10, 46 yards and a touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs starts. Christian Watson starts. And Jaden Reed is the starter in three wide receiver sets. He was listed behind Samari Toure, but... As we've been telling you, Jaden Reed is a starter for the Packers. It's only a matter of time until he passes Romeo Dobbs as well. And Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave is a starter for the Green Bay Packers. Now, he only catches one of his two targets, eight yards, but Luke Musgrave is going to be a big part of this Packers offense. As for the running back, though, A.J. Dillon is involved early. He gets the carries with the Green Bay Packers first-team offense, Aaron Jones, the third downs, but we're hearing rumors that maybe, just maybe Aaron Jones was the favorite of Aaron Rodgers and that the Packers offensive coordinator and head coach, Matt LaFleur, he actually wants AJ Dillon to be toting the rock in early and often. So could there be a change of the guard in the Packers field? Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the quarterback competitions between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Sounds like that decision has been made after the first preseason game. Baker Mayfield was making mistakes in practice, throwing interceptions, but when it comes down to it, he dominates 63 yards and a touchdown pass to Trey Palmer. I warned you about Trey Palmer. Trask, on the other hand, in real game action, he ends up throwing an interception, only complete six of 10. Sounds like the competition has been decided for Baker Mayfield. And it looks like the decision has been made for the commanders, though not officially. Sam Howell, nine of 12, 77 yards and a touchdown to Jahan Dotson, who by the way, on Dotson would snap Terry McLaurin. Very interesting, even though it is just preseason. Something to keep an eye on. But Jacoby Brissett does have a rushing touchdown, also has an interception. And as we've heard all offseason, this is Sam Howell's job to lose. He ain't losing it. Looking at the backfields across the NFL, though, Tank Bigsby forces Travis Etienne off the field. Now, Travis Etienne does see elite usage, but he does. On a couple third downs, come off the field for Jermichael Hasty, And on the short yardage situation, he comes off the field for Tank Bigsby, who is, by the way, very clearly bigger, larger, heavier. However you want to describe it, Tank Bigsby is bigger back. Travis Etienne is smaller, even if Travis Etienne listed at 215, because that's what he was at the combine. That's the numbers, but he was bulking up for that now. He's lost some of that weight to get some of the explosiveness. Tank Bigsby is the larger running back in this backfield. Comes in for short yards. So Travis, again, while he is RB1, and he does see elite usage with the Jaguars' first-team offense, eh, there are going to be situations where he is off the field in favor of Jermichael Hasty, and there are going to be some situations where he's off the field for Tank Bigsby. Though it actually looks like Hasty might be more of a problem than Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby just in on the goal line, short yardage. It limits Etienne's upside, but Travis Etienne coming off the field for third down, that is even worse. Hopefully, he can end up winning a full-time job on third downs. 
A Chain's ADP gonna skyrocket. He's the biggest winner of all this. Absolutely. A Chain and Jeff Wilson. Wilson is going to have a role early in the year. Gotta hate it for best ball teams with Brees and Ramondre. Hate it for Brees and best ball. Ramondre, it's not great, but it's probably the best situation possible. Gonna get the t- quality t- Tony Pollard touches. Except that the goal line, this is on the goal line, unfortunately. That's one thing I'm worried about. You might also be worried about Khalil Herbert. Now, the Bears, everyone wants to talk about Justin Fields. Oh, he went three of three, but he had negative air yards. The Justin Fields discourse is ridiculous at this point. He's a quality quarterback. I believe he's going to throw for 3,000 yards this season. It's going to be Justin Fields going to take that next step. The thing that interested me, though, Khalil Herbert, yeah, he gets 100% of the opportunity with the first-team offense. But on Justin Fields' first pass attempt, he misses a block. Justin Fields stands in there and completes it to Kari Blassingame, the fullback. But the problem with Khalil Herbert actually wasn't the receiving game. We saw when Khalil Herbert got targets, he was able to come down with them. Not doing something and being unable to do something, those are two different things. But Khalil Herbert... Biggest knock on him was pass protection, and he lets Justin Fields get hit on his first attempt in pass protection. That's not good. That is what's going to get him relegated by Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson looks pretty damn good. 12 carries, three receptions, 46 yards for Roshan Johnson, and we already know what he can do in pass protection. Roshan Johnson is a star in the making. He will end up passing Herbert off that chart. He will end up as the RB1, just like Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler looks great in his debut with the Minnesota Vikings. He very well might end up as the RB1. Obviously, Alexander Madison doesn't play. He gets the veteran deference. And so, yeah, that's great for Alexander Madison fans. But Ty Chandler, Evan cares. He's all for his target. 70 yards from scrimmage. Ty Chandler looks electric. He is making people miss all the time. Kareem Hunt ends up meeting with the Minnesota Vikings. but. If Ty Chandler can be that satellite back, he very well could end up passing Alexander Madison. Dwayne McBride doesn't look particularly great, 615 yards, but we know at some point Dwayne McBride is going to get a role. Even if it's just short yardage situations, he will have a role eventually. At receiver, not many interesting developments other than Elijah Moore getting a carry going for 18 yards. Hurts his ribs, his move from the game is fine. But the two interesting-ish situations at receiver. Number one is the New York Giants. Jalen Hyatt gets the start. Now, there's no Paris Campbell. There's no Darius Slayton. Jalen Hyatt and Isaiah Hodgins. Those are the two starters for the New, the New York Giants. And more interesting, Jalen Hyatt leaves the game early, not because of injury. He just gets pulled. Isaiah Hodgins ends up spending some time with the backups as Isaiah Hodgins who's being drafted as the wide receiver one for the New York Giants in a lot of situations. Is he actually the wide receiver three? Is he the one to get relegated for Jalen Hyatt? Because we've heard Darius Slayton is actually the wide receiver one that's been reported more and more recently. Paris Campbell looks like a big part of this offense. And obviously when I say wide receiver one, Darren Waller is the true alpha in this passing game. But maybe Isaiah Hodgins' role isn't as safe as we expected Maybe Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, they are the wide receivers for the New York Giants. As for the Bills, Khalil Shakur doesn't start for the Buffalo Bills. That's Trent Sherfield. And 
when they go to three wide receiver sets early, it's Deontay Hardy, not Khalil Shakur, who sees the field. So as of now, obviously Stephon didn't play. So in two wide receiver sets, it was Trent Sherfield and it was Gabe Davis. They go to three. Deontay Hardy gets on the field. No Khalil Shakur. So I would put him as the wide receiver five when Stephon Diggs is healthy. Not great for Khalil Shakur, but he's the only one to catch a pass. Hardy doesn't catch his target. Scherf doesn't catch his target. Khalil Shakur catches two of three for 25 yards. We'll keep an eye on that. And at tight end, we will keep an eye on the TJ Hawkinson ear infection. Apparently that's why he's not practicing. He reported to the Minnesota Vikings. But he hasn't practiced citing an ear infection. We all know it's a holdout. We all know he won contract extension. We'll also be keeping an eye on Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman, Captain America, Podfather's favorite. He's tight end one for the Denver Broncos. He ends up starting the game. He ends up getting first target on a designed play to the tight end. Dolchich comes in in two tight end sets, but Adam Troutman is the early down tight end. He's the blocking tight end and He's going to get some action in the passing game as well. So Greg Dulcich looks like he's going to be a bust at his current ADP. And it looks like Jake Ferguson might end up being the steal draft. Tight end one for the Dallas Cowboys. He catches all three of his targets, 38 yards for Jake Ferguson. He is well ahead of Luke Schoonmaker on the depth chart. And as we've seen in the past, Dallas Cowboys, their tight end position is going to put up numbers. Jake Ferguson going undrafted for the most part absolutely should not be. Jake Ferguson might be the key to tight end if you don't get one of the elite guys like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Jake Ferguson could end up being the key.